0: In this episode, Mike and Lori sit down and share with us their over 25 years successful experience in real estate investing, event venue ownership, owning a winery, doing things traditionally, financially, over the last 25 years, and then discovering the infinite banking concept. We had a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy listening. Thank you. Welcome to the Banking with Life podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery, and I'm always excited when guests come into the studio um, in person, live, because it's just a little better, in my opinion, than a Zoom meeting. And I'm excited today because Mike and Lori Diefenbach are here um, from North Carolina, and, and they're salt of the earth people. I can't wait for you to hear why they're sitting here and what got them here. It's and they have an incredible story because they're incredible people. Um welcome, Mike. Lori. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having us.
2: Thank you.
0: Thanks for being here for real. Yeah. So before we turned on the uh the camera, you know, we were just kind of talking about the purpose, you know, originally why I thought it was a great idea to have uh guests in the studio is if you go back far enough, a listener wouldn't have the opportunity if they heard about the infinite banking concept to really talk to other people. I mean, there's, of course, Nelson's books and um, maybe some radio ads from time to time um, promoting the infinite banking concept or something along those lines. But there was nothing where a listener could go online and hear other people that weren't in the financial services industry just share their experience with the infinite banking concept. So, thank you for participating. You're welcome. So tell us, tell us about yourself. So y'all, tell us about y'all.
1: Well, I don't know where to start. So we'll just kind of keep it with the realms of, of what we're talking about. You're born on the other side of the tracks, and we we were you. well. You know, we're we're West Coasties. Well, not really. Lori's a, a Phoenix girl, and I was born in, in in the the South Bay of San Francisco, near Santa Clara, San Jose area, and uh, you know we've 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 traveled a bit. um, We've done a few things, been a few places, but we ended up in North Carolina, you know. And one of the things that I would characterize are, um, one of the big things is is um, trying to trying to make some money, trying to save, trying to kind of sort of be really good stewards of what we've had, and we've had you know we've done really well with some stuff. But one of the big things for me in looking into all this was the fact that. and we just talked about it was the the market, the 401k stuff, all this Wall Street stuff is um, it's uh, you kind of get forced down it and it has let us down a couple times big. And you know for years I just kept looking is there's got to be a better thing you know there's got to be a better place to put our money because basically what you're doing is you're just trusting that some dude in Wall Street is looking out for you, you know. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> but,
1: but you know, no, he's looking out for him and his thing, and 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 by default, you get part of it, maybe, you know. So you know, they get your they get your money coming in and fees, and they get your money going out. You know, there's, it's not a win-win for the consumer in my opinion, you know, so, I mean, so, but they've got everybody convinced, you know, and then you get, I've, I've, I've had a job, I've been an airline pilot for all these years. And so I'm kind of sort of forced down that 401k hole yep. because, you know, there's some DAX pennies and we could argue that, but um, that's just, that's just what I knew. And so you participated and you did it, right? Is there something else? Is there something else? You know, always nagging at the back of my neck. There's something else, some other way to do this thing. Right. So. We get to North Carolina, we're doing business, we've got, uh, we're doing some real estate. Lori's doing, um, um, she's a designer really by talent, mm-hmm. you know, and so we were doing some staging and lots of different things and we've evolved to where in North Carolina and, and we've got these wedding venues that we own and, and uh, we're, you know, we're staying busy and we're trying to grow the business um, because, you know, we want some financial freedom, but what happens is once again, where are we putting all this money, you know? Am I going to keep putting money into, into a vehicle that I can't get a hold of, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, where do I get the money? How do I get it out? Can we use it? You know, for years we used, you know, we took loans out on our 401k all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, we were kind of sort of advised that was a no-no, but we did it anyway because it, it made complete perfect sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, who's to say whether we did well with it? I think we've done well with it. I could show you on a piece of paper that I believe we've done well with the decisions we've made, but still, it wasn't a, a, the real freedom that we needed with our money. So I started looking, and I remember I was looking on the internet and I saw this thing about be your own banker. Okay, and I thought, be your own banker? How the heck is that going to happen? You know,
0: so just has a nice ring to it. It has though. a nice <laughs> ring to it. It
1: really did. And so I look, and it was one of these little—I don't know if it was like a click funnel thing—but I ordered the book, and I got the book. And I don't remember what it was. I remember it was Be Your Own Banker, and it had the picture of that vault on the front, you know. And I read it. And I don't remember really what all I remember first time I read it was that, hey, it's it's kind of a weird concept, you know, and then you and then you butt up against the whole thing about whole life insurance because you've been told all your life that terms the way to go, you know, you know, the Dave Ramsey stuff, right? And so Anyway, so you, you, you go through that process, and you read it, and I put the book down, and I was just joking with uh, Julie back there. I said, hey, you know, I don't know where that book, that original book's probably in some thrift store somewhere, you know, because it probably got thrown out or something, you know, because right. I was like, okay, so I let it down, right? And so I'll, a year goes by. I remember it's about a year, and I started picking up that whole, all right, we gotta we got to figure something out with this money because now we're getting to be successful in our business, and now I've got, m- like, money – this like non I got you know I've got a lot of money in the checking account I can't sit there I can't have it in the bank somewhere you know so what are we going to do with it so I go back into looking at the stuff I see it again I see some guys talking about it on the internet some other other of the, the noisemakers out there and then I order the book again and I read it and while I'm reading it somehow I get kind of filtered into you and what you're doing and saw some of your videos and it all kind of sort of came together right so i thought okay so so it gave me i read the book with a whole different set of eyes mm-hmm. right yeah. okay and so i read the book and i came to a point because i'm getting ready to retire They're, you know the feds force us out at, at 65 and uh, but you know lori and i are
0: you're barely 55 what dude, do you mean dude we're young man
1: <laughs> you know we feel we feel good we feel energized you know we're we're you know i, I can't imagine us not doing stuff, you know, and not being, being not, and not just being workers, but being really principal, um, folks that are, 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 are innovators and we're the thinking part, you know, and we're, we're kind of leading these younger people that we've got into the,
0: into the future, you know. So, anyways. That's a doer in my book, you know, and I, I didn't, if I can interject here, sure. I didn't really give the background. I mean, a pilot, um, six children. They have several wedding venues, and, I mean, the latest was a winery. I can't wait to talk about that. And then um, real estate, you know. um, So there's a lot there. Doers, actually doers, salt of the earth people, like I said earlier. Um, So I just just want to interject that. I mean, they're doing it. Right, they're doing it. Okay, sorry.
1: So, so I, I guess for the listeners and for everybody out there, you know, one of the things, and I'm sure there's a lot of them out there that are that are in the same situation I was. We had term insurance that we bought 20 years ago, right? And it's and I got a note. It's probably what last year,
2: yeah.
1: That hey, it's coming up due, right? It's, it's it. 20 years is up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I still remember when we went to the office <laughs> and talked to that guy about that whole thing, you know. So. Oh, so it made me feel old, you know, but then it made me feel, oh my gosh, we got to do something here because I'm not, I'm not, I never really thought about retirement. What is, what, there's, there's no, there's no retirement. There's for us, there's just a, what what are you going to do next? You know, all right. We we can't fly airplanes anymore, but we can run the venue. We can do the the, the winery. We can, there's so much out there that we're excited about and want to do, you know? Um, So. I kind of sort of came to a situation where I had, I had some problems I needed to solve, you know, and one of the thing was I needed to solve the life insurance problem, you know, the, 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 the death benefit problem, because, you know, if something happens to me, you know, who's, you know, I like to think I bring a a lot of value to the organization, you know, for the next 20 years, you know, so, so how's, what is that supposed to look like? Right. Second thing is, we've got this cash situation. I need to put this stuff somewhere. It ain't going in the bank.
0: You know, that yeah. that reminds me and I I have not looked at um, our notes, but I think the first time or two that we spoke, I mean, you were you said I have these issues that I want solved. Mm-hmm. And I wrote them down. So that when when you said yeah, <laughs> the life insurance and anyway, yes, yeah. yeah. I remember so, that.
1: So 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 life insurance, death benefit, cash savings, somewhere to put it right so not just for a savings vehicle but i need to use it you know needs to go in needs to come out you know trying to keep and this i don't want to sound bad but just i, I need to keep the, the government and other people out of my stuff you know just needs to be out okay i need to do it on my
0: own <laughs> sounds like narvana not bad i mean <laughs> you know really what i'm saying bad. and yes. then
1: and then uh uh and, and it needs to be a safe place yeah okay it needs to be something safe okay and of all the financial institutions, all the things that are out there that I don't think there's anything that can contribute to, especially the, 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 the life insurance company you set us up with, that nothing can contribute or nothing can beat the history and the track record that any of these people have, you know? They talk about these mutual funds that, oh, it's been around 30 years, 20 years, they're making this and that percent. Yeah, well, this insurance company's been you know, paying dividends and doing it for a lot longer than that. So maybe I need to yeah. maybe I need to go with a more stable individual or organization, you know, with 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 where we're actually putting our our future, you know. So we had those problems to solve and it and it, it the more I read about about infinite banking, the more I read about whole life, the more I I listened to you explain it just from a realist standpoint, um it it just it, abso- it absolutely made perfect sense. So
0: that's awesome i i i appreciate that you know earlier when you had y'all had previously borrowed against your 401k mm-hmm. Yep. um many times and you were told that was a bad idea yes wonder who you said that was a bad idea
1: well the, right. you know you call <laughs> no, Well, i'm not gonna say it fidelity i can say that you call us fidelity dudes down there and they're man you've got to go through three guys they hand you off yeah. and the third guy you talk to I think is like a boss like a manager yeah. who's you know and they, and they may make you say all these statements well you know the blah blah, blah 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 you know so so you know that they don't agree with it and you're taking money off their
0: table Yeah, they do not want to have to do that you know Barry Dock is a friend of mine he's been on several times and he's an author and writes about you know Wall Street and couple of books the Pirates of Manhattan guaranteed income Mm -hmm. the guy's a researcher among researchers and one of the last conversations that we had that was recorded um, these companies these 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 custodians you know like Fidelity and all the rest of them Mm -hmm. they have ratcheted up their game over the last few years when it comes time to move money away from them I mean they there's a whole new ball game compared to 10 or 15 years ago I mean it's it's almost a a dogfight trying to get your money out of there.
1: Well, plus so. with all the baby boomers, you know, us getting out and wanting to get that money moving and doing something else. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of money sitting in there that they don't want touched. And behind us, there's not. I don't think there's a there's a demographically there's a there's a big. Push for these guys to start saving and refilling their pockets.
0: Yeah, you know that's that's just me thinking. You know, so yeah, anyways, trillions. But then when you when you did borrow against your four hundred one k, and you cannot borrow against a traditional IRA, um, you are limited, yes. right? Fifty percent of the account value or fifty thousand dollars, correct? Right, whichever correct. smaller. And then they tell you how you are going to pay it back and when and at mm-hmm. what interest rate, right? And then all the custodians are a little bit different. Even if you go to one particular, you know, like Fidelity, they probably manage Fidelity, Vanguard, State Street, TD so there's Ameritrade, only a few you know. Them, yeah. yeah. When they were bought. TD Ameritrade was bought by Schwab. Mm-hmm. Um, the plan, they have maybe five different plan documents, right, for a particular company or a particular industry. Sure. and there's quite often a limitation on how many loans or how you know how how often you can take a loan so if you take a loan you get it repaid in two or three years there may be a waiting period before you can get another loan did you experience any of that
1: Uh, yeah and and you really can't you take the 50 grand out you put it because usually it was like okay we got a we got a a deal on a house that we're going to flip right which we ended up getting in that's another story so but we ended up but i get the money i got we got fifty thousand dollars here we just paid off the last loan they won't let you take the money out for like you know six months or something i don't know and then you get the money out and then you go do your deal and then there's some there's some they were pretty straightforward about what the interest rates were it's kind of the sort of the standard sure, it's, thing, set. You know? yeah. it's all set you pay it off through the payroll deduction stuff and next thing you know you know uh, four years later it's paid off and you can do it again but that's it you know I mean if you got you know if you got a couple $300,000 in your 401k and you can only get a hold of $50,000 of it man that's a you know that's tough you know and being employed now there's some options if you're self-employed you know you can go out and do those other but there's still there's still rules and you got to yep. you know you've got you to everything's got to be in, inside the IRA and all you know so it's like I, you know I, it's, it's too much i want to be able to just get to it and do deals when i need to do them do what i need to do because things come up you know whether it's you know uh, us us buying the, the guys 20 acres to the north of us because we need to get that we've been trying for years and I don't have enough money or it's that we need to spend this much money because we got to fix this road here or something always comes up you know you always need to capitalize there's always something especially with the the scale that we're kind of getting into with you know the money that goes through the, the business checking account all the time there's always I always need ten fifteen thousand dollars for something man you know so yeah. so there was you can't do that with the traditional product you just can't do it
0: did you go down the road of self-directed IRAs with with real estate you know the 1031 exchanges and then so self-directed so IRAs? we never
1: did we never did the self-directed stuff um just because it just it just never fit with what we we're doing you know mm-hmm. but we did 1031 stuff so you know we got to a point where we were in the residential rentals we had seven properties you know it doesn't seem like a lot to those Big real estate investors, you know, but with a regular job, you know, Lori's got six kids. She's trying to raise. She gets all the credit for that. And, uh, you know, so but but the idea isn't that we were trying to be billionaires. The idea was that, you know, we want to be in a position to where when we get ready to retire or even before that, um, we've got we've got enough money to do what we need to do. You know, I just I don't want to have to worry about money. Yeah. You know, anyways, um but we, we, we did the housing thing, and then when we went towards the business thing, when we started the wedding venues, we started to shift everything from residential to more of a commercial thing. So we did a 1031 exchange. We bought an old Catholic church to the north of us. So we had the wedding venue at, uh, at a barn venue that we re- lease right now from some friends of ours, right? So we built that property up, and then Lori's like, I want a different venue, you know? So we started looking around at churches,
0: right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And again, Mike said he was born and raised in California, I was raised in Arizona, and somebody turned us on to – a historic Catholic church that was California mission style. Mm. And it was absolutely beautiful, but the Catholic church over the years had outgrown the property and built a bigger campus and it was just falling into disrepair. And it was a half a city block. So we bought the convent, the rectory, the school, the sanctuary, the meeting hall, even the Boy Scout hut. Um, So again, and we've restored every building. The final phase is going to be redoing the convent where the 12 nuns lived and that is slated to be an airbnb rental and we've already done that with the priest house and we have people not only that get married there that will book it out and stay overnight but we have people coming into town there to have a child or a family member get married in the same general area and they'll book it out our longest one was five nights in in the priest house so (laughs) it's awesome yeah we've been able to find a use for every building on the property.
1: So so we we so we we've swapped from the residential to the commercial side of things. We got some other real estate and so we uh we did um we did some 1031 exchange things, but we weren't really super sophisticated with trying to mess around with it, it just seemed like all the government issued stuff just ended up at the same place. Yep. Zero
0: you know you're piling up you're deferring the taxes i get it oh yeah oh yeah you know, and that's good
1: and a lot of guys and for 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 a lot of guys that's good and yeah. i even i mean even from even from an investment strategy i think i sent you some stuff um there's some either some even some stuff that i'll get in arguments with my dad about cuz he's an equities guy he's like you know if you don't own microsoft and Boeing you're a fool you know and uh, <laughs> i'm like i if you yeah you know, i've got a whole different idea the whole thing you know what i'm saying so this is the big shift for me and all of that stuff and and what we're doing with you and with 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 the life insurance is people are scared of it. People don't understand it. It's so outside the box for a lot of people, but man, it's 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 really where freedom lives, especially if you're yeah. in my opinion a small business person, you know.
0: Um, I agree with that. You're of the age though when whenever you know when you first come across whole life insurance you know in nelson's book or however you first hear it it's kind of repulsive isn't it
1: well you've it's and it's repulsive not because you know anything about it or not right. it's because of what people told you <laughs> right you know i mean whole but life. we're at that age that, yes you yes know, yeah. Yeah. no yeah you know and and i i was i was uh, i remember early on you know when you know er, er, lori was um Lori gives us a story. Her she was in Phoenix. She's the youngest of five, right? And her oldest sister was. Um, they had a rental house in Phoenix, right, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they'd go, and I don't know if they went on vacation or did something, but but uh, they asked Lori to keep track of it, right? You know, and and she, what's the story? Yeah.
2: So it was their primary residence in Phoenix, and I have a background in property management and everything. So um, when they moved to Houston, she um, said, we're going to rent out our house because the market is so bad right now and interest rates were so high. They just figured they'd keep it on as a rental for a while. So I said, no problem at all. I'll go ahead and get it listed. Well, she got impatient. And found a renter and didn't do proper background checks or anything. So, of course, you know, 30 days or so in, get notification that all of their checks have bounced so try to approach them for collections. They ended up getting a restraining order mm-hmm. so that we couldn't approach the house and everything. So, of course, they worked the system. They knew exactly yeah. how long they could stay. Um, and, you know, two days before the sheriff would have been knocking on the door, they disappeared. But they trashed the whole property yeah. in the meantime. So I don't know where you're going with that so story, Lori said. But so Lori
1: said I, where, where we were tracking. Oh, I this. know where you're going. <laughs> Well, what'd you tell me?
2: <laughs> so when Mike first proposed, again, was huge in property management, worked out of California and Arizona, and um, he said you know, wanted to get a rental home. And I was like, oh, no, no, we're not going down that path. I know where that lands.
1: But I, I I was thinking, the I've got the perfect person for it. She's been around this stuff. She knows how to market it and sell it and fix it up and make it right, you know? And I talked her into doing the first one, but- um, I don't know where we're going with that whole thing, but you know, that's that's kind of sort of where we started with with the banking concept, with Nelson Nash reading his book and 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 getting getting our feet wet with it, and trying to just flesh out as as much um, because I just it just it's just one fail after the other with the traditional stuff, you know, and how do you how do you do how do you do business right? You know how can you build a small cash flow machine? I'm not even going to say net worth because net worth means nothing. What means imp, what means what? What's important to me is cash flow. Yeah. Right. I could have a million. Like my dad, he's got a bunch of money, bunch. Right. And he could have a lot more cash flow, but he's 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 happy with it sitting there. Yeah. All of it, I'm, and I'm drooling, going, <laughs> just loan it to me, you know. Just, oh, I don't want to pay the tax. I'll pay the taxes. Let's, let's move, make this stuff move, you know. But it's it's it, but it's 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 an indication of his generation too. Yep, absolutely. Okay, they want that savings there, you know. Yep. He'd you know so, but it's and, but it and that's good. It's his thing. It's fine. It's great. But for me, I, I can't I can't put money aside and wait till I'm seventy. What? I need to use it now. You know, so how do we do that? How do you, how do you, you can't, the 401k will not allow you to do that. It's IRAs, you know, and then they say, oh, you can go to, you can do IRAs and do, you know, f- putting 7,000 bucks a year in an account. Yeah. I'll, you know, we're not big, big fish by any means. Okay. But we, I run that through my checking account in two weeks. Yeah. In <laughs> business, you know, with stuff, you know, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a or long it's not time. Happen, you know? So there's a, bro. there's a different thing, you know, even life insurance at some level. There's limitations to the whole thing, you know? Absolutely. All right. So that's why you talk, you know, you talk about, you know, uh, insuring your kids and all these other things, you know? So there's, you know, as we, as we grow the business, that's, you know, we'll talk about that, but that's the next avenue, you know, adding, adding more, uh, uh places to, uh, to utilize and build the bank, you know?
0: So, well, I, I was, um, I mean, it just, when you said earlier, the, uh, some of the things that triggered my memory on checking the boxes on the early conversation if I can it was your life insurance the term had had an end date that was coming up Mm -hmm. you had more cash than you were comfortable with just in the bank saying Um, safety was a big deal because um, there's enough there's an adequate amount of risk inherent with the equities right correct um But then you're in business and you're doing a lot of things. So there had to be some access to it. Correct. To not Mm -hmm. impede what you were, what y'all are doing and had laid out and continue to do. Um, And then legacy was a big deal. yes, Right. Well, with six children, of course, it's I think the more children you have, maybe or and and the older that we get, Mm -hmm. you know, the more legacy becomes important. Yeah. And so how long have y'all been uh, doing this?
1: So, Lori's policy was a year. One year. I, I literally, like two weeks ago, just pulled. Pulled some money out of the checking accounts, and got yelled at for it for doing it before talking to her. But no, we those we, things we, <laughs> happen. <right? laughs> I thought we had the conversation, but I guess not. You know? <laughs> Y'all had it in your own mind. <laughs> you know, we we, we he sit, thought it through. We, listen, we're in an office about you know about half this size, and we got desks, kind of, sort of, the four of us, you know. And and uh, I, I I remember asking her about it, but. Maybe that was a conversation in my own head. But anyways we paid we paid her uh, uh, pre, uh, premiums and all that um, down. We took a, we took a loan out right away. we'll talk about that. And then um, my policy is coming up uh, what February I think? Something like yeah. that.
0: I should know. I, I can word. walk in the other end. No, no, no. I, of I, I looked at it. I looked at it the
1: other day. <laughs> but anyways, just sm- small details. You know, when Christmas slows down, that's when I'll go through and look at all this stuff. But um, so I'll have to get the premium in there, and that'll be a year for me. And then when we first took the policies out, the time it was interesting because we started. I've, I've the conversation started in maybe November, end of October. Yes, yeah, what it was. It was like November beginning of November. I talked to Julie. She. You know, ran me through the process, and it was fun. She was she was nice and asking the questions and doing her thing. And then you were busy, so we talked like first week of December. Had a sit down. I'll never forget. I was in the commercial kitchen at the at the at the church property, you know. And and you called, and we were talking, and and I had my notes in my pocket. You know, my, my I need to solve for these problems, right? And that was it. You know,
0: you're pretty adamant. I mean, you were. I
1: was ready to go. Yeah, you. Yeah. you didn't have to sell me on anything or do anything. I just. I just wanted to kind of sort of know the details because yeah. the details were going to be important for, for lack of a better way to say it, selling it to Lori. Right. Okay. So, anyhow, um, so my so 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 yes. Yeah, so we established the policies and. In, in concurrent to that whole thing, um, we had another opportunity that came up, or we've been looking for an opportunity. So we had started the business originally, and we got a forty-acre property, and we had a barn that we built. This is beautiful. Re, we call it a farm, but it's more of a it's more of a resort. It looks like you know, it's more of a ranch kind of sort of thing. You know, big pine trees and oak trees and things like that. It's beautiful. We started the wedding business there. It grew. We moved it off site to another barn venue, which has become very successful. One of the well one of the top, top venues in, in the Charlotte. Charlotte area. Um it's called the 1932 barn. I'll s- shameless plug there. No problem. Anyway, we'll, we'll put uh, a
0: link in the notes. I mean people travel. <laughs> You've got
1: Airbnb. And my, and most of mm-hmm. our most well, I mean, you know. Anyways, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that for a second. Okay. So that, then we got that. Then we then we uh we started growing. Um it's a seasonal thing out there because it's not his historic barn so we, we can only do spring and fall so we wanted to kind of round it out a little bit so we found this Catholic church property up in uh, up in Salisbury North Carolina and so we, we we got into that and it's like can you even can you buy a Catholic church? It's like that's that turns weird. out you can turns <laughs> out you can right you know how does that work and so we we ground grinded through the process and and uh, turned that thing around and then uh, and then, and then, kind of, sort of, got that running a little bit, and so I'm always, I'm always out the gate, right? As soon as stuff kind of, sort of, the dust settles a little bit, I'm already looking for other opportunity things, right? So, one of the things we really wanted to do is think about, so how do we round out this business? Um, there was a possibility that our daughter was coming back from Switzerland with her husband. Um, they're in their late 20s at the time, and they were really interested in being part of the part of the growth structure for what we're doing because they want to take this thing over. So we've got an opportunity to create a, a generational path for these guys, you know, and so we looked at, uh, we looked at the Catholic church thing. We purchased it. We did a 1031 exchange. We got, we dumped all, and we dumped all of our rental properties except for one. But the beauty of it is we sold, I think we sold all the rental properties to the current renters. Mm. Yeah. So we didn't have to do any inspections. We didn't have to. I, I didn't even go through real estate agents. We just I had my attorney. Wow. We wrote up the contracts and we just flipped them out and we moved the money into uh, into the, the church property. Right. So that was great. And then uh, and then so we've been looking at at uh, at uh, wineries and vineyards. You know, as a concept. You know, what would that really look like? You know, so. We went what was it? We went
2: I am going to jump in to say Mike and I know nothing about winemaking <laughs> or wine growing, but I just thought, you know, the again with the wedding business being my main focus, we had the barn venue, then we got the church venue, what would round that out, what would be the trifecta? Let's get a vineyard, right? Because those are three just really dynamic places that couples are drawn to for a wedding. And so you know, it took a couple of years and we looked around and then Mike found the perfect fit for us.
1: So we were sitting there. We, we, we had gone up to uh, Asheville, North Carolina is about two hours from us. Right. So we're kind of north of the Charlotte area, uh, out, kind of out in the country. And so um, we went and looked at a vineyard out there. It was for sale. Looked at it. I thought the place was perfect but we couldn't get around the fact that it was, it was kind of beat, it was right up our our alley. You know, it's been neglected, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't have really a vision, it would've been a great spot, but how the heck am I gonna run a business and her and I run a business that's two hours away from everything else? Yeah. It's like, you know what, nah, so we thought about it, we were kind of excited about it, so we went up again and, and got some of the wine, brought it down, and I think it was like a Friday we went up there, and then we came Saturday morning, We were having lunch and Lori said, let's open up that bottle of wine. So we opened up that bottle of wine from him and she tasted it. It was, it was bad. It It had turned. It It was vinegary, right? Mm -hmm. So it's was like, oh my gosh. So now it was like, oh, is all his wine like this? You know, it's just a random bottle. So it just pretty much put the kibosh on the whole thing there. So I just, I was, I was sad and I just let it go. Right. So we sat and just let it go for about a year. Right, And then it was the same kind of thing, on Saturday I get up, nothing going on on Saturday and I'm looking on the internet at a certain website that we go to and there's a commercial property up there and look, there's like three or four wineries for sale in the area, what? So we look and um, there's one right up the road from us, right? Okay, so let's go check it out, you want to check it out? She's like, yeah, let's go check it out. So I call the realtor and he couldn't he couldn't meet us there, right? But his gal, remember the gal? Mm-hmm. Um, what she, one of the, one of the, one of his partners, I guess. Um, she was in the area, so she met us down there. So we went there. At, I don't remember what it was. Afternoon, and she showed us around, and we drove onto the property. And I know Lori and I were like, "Oh my gosh, this is perfect!" You know, you know, keep a straight, keep the poker yeah, face, right? <laughs> <you know? laughs> so we cruise all around there, and I'm just thinking, "Yeah, this is fabulous." It needs a lot needs a lot but it's just like the fabulous thing you know so um i mean we were we we discussed it a little bit
2: and yeah, it was a given
1: but it was a done it was a done deal yeah. we knew right away right away that this was going to be it right cuz you know we we both know what our pieces of the puzzle are you know and it would just fit perfectly you know and here's the interesting part of it we've got we've got our place that we live at on the property you go South of us into the kind of short, more of the short, outside Charlotte metro area to the 1932 barn. It's 19 miles. Mm-hmm. You leave our house and you go north to the Abbey in Salisbury, 19 miles. You go out east of us out, Highway 73 to Uari Vineyards, 19 miles. Wow. I know, right? Accidents don't happen, right, James? That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so that's where we're at. So it was like, it was perfect in every every way. And so that's kind of sort of where we're at. So where I go back to the life insurance thing is what after you and I set all this stuff up, we had some cash value in there. We I, I think I pushed the premiums a little bit. It was you know it was it, I don't know at least for us you know it was where it needed to be, and we had enough cash value in there that we literally saw the property what like in April, something like that right beginning of April.
2: Yep. Something yep. like
1: that. Put it under contract. Got the deal going. And that's another conversation point.
0: That's incredible. I mean, he look, I had no idea. That I didn't know that y'all had been interested in vineyards previously. You know, I just remember getting a phone call and say, hey, you know anything about wineries? And I'm like, yes. no. And, uh, and I call you. <laughs>
2: us either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you
0: And, you know, you, you – you,
1: you, anyways, okay, so, so – But the
0: deal – wait, but let me say that, that you know, I have some clients that have wineries. And the deal – Will you be able to share with us the deal? That yeah, you yeah, I together? can share the deal with okay. you. So, okay.
1: so anyway, so so we, so we make the whole thing, kind of put the whole thing together. And right away, the cash value went into, so, you know, I had to put together, I hate throwing numbers around. I, I, you know what it, I'm saying? Yeah, I, I so get So we it. I I had to, to put together 400000 bucks, right? Okay. Okay, so, you know, how do you get together 400000 bucks? Well, you... You find forty thousand dollars, ten places right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, some from this checking account, some from this, a bunch from life insurance, right? From the cash value. Um, we had I I forget, whatever. We had but we got it all together. Yeah, but y'all
0: was, y'all been doing it for years before. I mean, y'all look, six children, the pilot, real estate, event venues. This is number three, the winery, you know, it's like
1: so we had an opportunity to use it right away, and it was exciting for me. <laughs> and it was an easy process. I know you talk a lot about that. It was it was nothing. It was a couple of phone calls, and I, I, Cindy maybe was the one that kind of worked Cindy. me through it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, she said, oh, "Okay, so you just do this." I had some paper. I messed up the paperwork, I think, the first time. So she called me a little <laughs> exasperated and said, "Okay, Mike, hang on a second. You got to do it like this. Give me a you know." So, but 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 we did it like on a Wednesday. I remember I was somewhere. I was in somewhere on a layover somewhere, and I was yeah. on the phone, and we did it on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, and the money was in the account like Thursday night.
0: Wow, it doesn't always happen that fast, but when it does, it's nice. <laughs> you
1: know, so I mean, I expect you know, I I didn't need it that quick, but it was like oh, surprised that it was there already. So it was great. So we started started putting a little pile together to take so we could take down to the, you know, to the to the closing. Anyways. Um, so it was great to be able to use that that on the front end. That's you know? pretty
0: good. I mean, you 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 were exposed to the idea about a year prior. Is that right? And threw the book away, read it one time or whatever.
1: So so and, why? You, you, yeah yeah yeah. You're something like that. Year year two, a couple of years before okay. we talked. Yeah.
0: So I mean, you're you're not three years into or two and a half years into it from the first exposure to actually going through underwriting, getting policies in force, and then actually collateralizing a mm-hmm. policy. Mm-hmm. To do another deal. Yeah. I mean, so
1: it worked and it was there and I needed to use it, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, so that's what we did and it's been great, you know, and I still have the 401k money. I'm still, I've got a, a, a plan on sort of that's really going to be funded. That's what's buying the winery, but I got a great deal to stretch that out so that I can keep, doing what I'm doing in my, in my brokerage account Mm -hmm. to fund this whole process because we're at a point now in our business where we need to make sure that everything's funding its own entity. You know, this venue needs to, it needs to fund its own operation, its own operation, its own operation, you know, so we want to, you know, and, 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 and what's interesting about it too is that as we talked about, this part of with the money part of it, it had kind of sort of forced me down the hole uh, because that whole, I don't know what you'd call it on the internet, but that whole thinking process leads you down other avenues too, Mm -hmm. legal entity protection. There's all kinds of stuff out there that's outside the box that most people don't see or know. And so not only did it affect me from a financial situation in my thinking, it really helped me look at some other things from legal standpoints, too, because there's there's another guy out there that I really love that's, like, all about helping small businesses. Um, and these guys I think were great, and I've been actually using these guys. They're not even local guys in North Carolina, you know. And I use those guys because they're great. They're like you guys. They're on the phone. They answer. We've we've put together good asset protection plans, tax tax strategies they're advantageous to what we're doing mm-hmm. and um, and then we got a great accountant mm-hmm. that's another thing you need to make sure if you're doing your own taxes stop <laughs> find somebody who's really going to help you think outside the box because if they're an accountant and they're and they're kind of a big office they see a lot of stuff that you, you you're not going to see and a lot of strategies they'll yeah. know the stuff right away it's worth it's worth paying them a few hundred bucks every year to to handle you know handle that stuff you know just some peace of mind you know so anyway um i wanted to kind of give that too to some of your listeners because when you you know there's there's a lot of after effects to to listening to to different concepts getting outside some of the crazy noise that's out there in the conventional world you know
0: that's where success is outside the box my opinion you know, because you're not really, you're not dependent upon me, you're not dependent upon a life insurance company, you're not even dependent upon that other organization doing yeah. your taxes, you know, yeah. you're dependent on you, yourselves, and what y'all are doing. You know, the 401k, I'm not going to disparage, you know, uh, investments of any kind, you know, there's a place for everything, but sure. um, it's it's uh, not an apples to apples comparison whenever you look at what y'all put together in, as far as businesses and all of that experience and all of the results of your activities and compare that with the stock market, to me, there's no comparison.
1: Well, you know, there there isn't, you know. So like, I, I, uh, I have a, 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 the church property we purchased from a local bank. It's all small bank, local bank. And they're good folks and they kind of took a risk on us, but um, I don't know. We show them what we've done in the past. I've gotten a lot of money by just showing them what we've done. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and, and they look at us and, and okay, you know, and so um, I'm not trying to oversell myself or anything. It's just like, we, what, what, if, if I say we do that, I'm going to perform on it, you know? So anyways, uh, um, he had me every year. He has to be sent a personal financial statement because they keep, it's one of those loans that they don't sell. He keeps it on his books because there's, I I guess, and there's experts out there, but for the most part, I think some of these small banks, they got to keep a certain amount of uh, uh, these loans on their portfolio, right? There's some rules for it, I guess, right? And so our loan for the church property is on his portfolio because it's a good performing loan. And that makes him look good. It's a good property, right? You know, because if if something happens, you know, that, you know, that property is worth a lot more than, what they got into it. Yeah. Okay, because I've sunk a lot of cash into that whole fixing roofs and this and that. Anyways, he sends me a personal financial statement, or he wants one. Tax returns, personal, just so he can kind of sort of just do his audit every year. And I did, um, I remember I, I looked at, I had my pers- first personal financial statement I ever sent him. And our um, our uh, um net worth... Was this maybe about six years ago? Okay, I just did this, thinking through it and looking through numbers, and just and just doing conservative property values and this and this and this and this. That's what my per that's what my net worth is right now. Wow. Okay, it's about an eight times increase. <laughs> All right, and that isn't because of Wall Street. Mm-mm. That isn't because of um, anything. It was because I went I went out outside the box and
0: did some things that most people would go, oh, you're crazy, right? That's exactly my point. That's not due to the infinite banking concept. That's not due to any consultants or advisors that you have. It's not due to the little bank. I mean, not that they didn't play a role. Sure, you absolutely. Know, they, no, absolutely. You know, you, yeah you need to be surrounded in my opinion of people who are smart you know in whatever area that you need their services in and their input that's because of y'all and that's where the solution is in my opinion is you know it's what you do what you do how you think and how you apply right because if you don't think it and you know you don't take the risk you don't make the effort you don't bring up the conversation you don't dig into the details of whatever it is houses you know uh, churches um, wineries you know it's not going to happen I mean that's that's impressive, sir. Eight times increase, and how? What was the time period on that? <laughs> Probably seven years. Seven years.
1: But but That's you know, right. but, but it, you know, it's also the twenty five years of build up until then. No right. question to, to build up the the the. I don't know our headspace. Well, the
2: knowledge base and the. I just think the track record. You know, in owning properties and selling them, and just being really responsible stewards. Yep. Of all of every aspect of our finances, you know, people are willing to take a risk with us. Uh, Um, And so I think as we've grown, people have been more and more comfortable with partnering with us to do rather unusual things. Like I said, don't know how to grow grapes, don't know how to make wine. Guess what, Mike's on his way. I mean, he's been taking courses and meeting with people all over North Carolina to learn all about. Um, the best way to you know grow grapes and our our son-in-law is fully partnered in all of that and our daughters our marketing guru and is helping with the wedding business as well so i mean we've really got a great team but you know it's we're taking a risk on things that we just we feel that personally is a good risk and something that um, although we might not have foreknowledge we have the ability to gain the knowledge to sure. be successful. Mm-hmm. I in to, the to. List. I
1: listened years ago. I I, I was uh, listening to an interview with uh, General Electric Jack Welch. Jack Welch.
0: Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, he kind of sort of went in there and saved that place and built it up.
0: I didn't know that. Um,
1: and I, and, anyways, he had he had he did a talk, and it came <laughs> down to this: you were making deals and kind of sort of figuring out you, should we do it should we not should we pull a drink he, he kind of sort of had a thing in there and I remember it said he said if you know 70% of it do it he said you can figure out the other 30% you know so I thought alright 70% real, you know and it works with everything it's like whatever we do it's like it's funny it's like we get into a job and by the time you get into it 70% you know enough and then the 30% you can get knocked out easy cuz you've learned a lot from that first 70%. Yeah. you know or you know you you know if if you kind of sort of think you can you, if i got if i got seven of these pieces on this table i know i can find the other three pieces. you know so um so that's kind of sort of where the where the risk has been to risk reward but i don't know all the years just we, just, we know each other's skills and talents you know so
0: twenty five year overnight success, and then
1: uh, well, and then and then I also had uh, one, and I won't. I'll I'll, I'll add add this to this to this whole conversation. Um, You got to surround yourself by the right people too. Okay, Um, you know, I have a a brother in law, Scott, right? And this this guy, in my opinion, he's just super smart guy too too smart for his own good right business guy um self-made guy It's done well and he always i'd always show up at the house for holidays or whatever and he's always working he's in the office or doing something and he always he always say so what are you up to these days mike well we're thinking about buying this house or doing this and he'll like he'll go really so tell me about it well, you know you should do this, you know you should go in there and knock on his door and put a dead chicken on his thing and write a note and say, "Hey, you know, do the you know just weird stuff. It's like you know just like what you know, no no no, don't think about the make him talk to the guy, figure out what the- what the what the motivation is. go in there, do something different and try some different things, you know, so I always had in the back of my mind what would Scott do? Well, I don't know if I want to talk to him or." I don't know. I don't want to embarrass myself or what, you know, but there, there, you need to surround yourself with some idea people too. And some people who are willing to, 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 to think differently. Mm -hmm. And it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. You know, it's a hard thing to do.
0: It is. It's a hard thing to, to uh, unlearn what you've learned. Yeah. Um, and really, and it's been my experience, and Nelson, you say it all the time, it's it's much easier, it's harder to unlearn than it is to learn, you know, and, and we get surrounded in the narrative and the noise, I call it noise, and, you know, if you don't have the ability to think through that, um, it, it, I'm not saying, it, it, it could just be difficult, you yeah. know, it could keep yeah. you from... Finding out the truth, or
1: so it, it pushed me down the road of wanting to do things a little bit differently and think outside the box. The first time I did that was Meridian Street. <laughs> so we we bought. Um, rumor was that we're going to build this light rail from Charlotte up to the up to Davidson, right? Cornelius, this area up there is nice by the lake, high end, nice. You know, all this stuff. So I bought this uh, couple of rental houses down kind of near that area there. You know, perfect area to put up some apartments or do something with down the road, right? So we bought this thing and bought the one house from a guy. um, And then the house next door was for sale. And it would have given me a big piece of ground down there to do something with, right? That was the plan. And I didn't, it wasn't for sale, right? But when it wasn't a nice area, you know, so I found out who the owner was. I learned all that stuff about, you know, finding out who, who owns what and does their thing. And actually found the number and called them up on the phone, you know. I said, hey, this is so-and-so. He's like, yeah, you know. I said, you've got that property down there on so-and-so street. Yeah. I said, are you th- interested in buying it? I just bought the place next door, and I'm, I want to kind of sort of clean it up down there, but I need this piece of ground here. Are you interested? He goes, well, what do you got? I said, well, if you're interested to play, give me your address, your email address, I'll send you something. He said, okay. So, sent me an email address, and I, I think we talked about it. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but I put so-
2: Trust me, at some point, we, we, we but did. I, but uh, I put right, something right,
1: together, because right. at the end of the day, you know, if you're using the money from the bank, you know, to could do some of these small deals, um, she's got to sign it, you know. Sure. So... Just got to get her involved in it, you know, and she's just shaking her head, I'm sure, going, Mike, what are you doing, you know? But there's, there's a bigger plan, you know? So, anyways, I, I took a risk and called this guy up, you know, and said, hey, you know, are you interested in doing it? I put something together and I threw the numbers on the tip what I thought was a good thing for me and what I thought maybe be a good, because I don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to throw the guy a poop sandwich, you know? That's yeah. not right, you know? That's not, it's just not nice, you know? I don't, I don't want to be that kind of business guy. So, I threw him a good deal. And he sent me back a note or called me or something said, yeah, let's do that. You know? And the first thing is, is, oh my gosh, I should have offered him less. Yeah, sure. But no, 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 no. <laughs> you can't go that way with all this stuff. You know? It's like, you know, he, he, he found some value in it and I sent him the deal because this is what I saw the value up. So it was a win-win. Win-win play. Did it. And we kept those things going for a while. Nothing ever happened to it. And I don't know if it's by divine providence or something, you know, I was at Home Depot or Lowe's, frustrated. I was at the pro desk there talking to the guys, and there was another guy standing there, and I and I was talking to the guy that I know, and I said, I, I forget what I was buying, and the guy next to me looked at me, he goes, "You got rental properties? Where are they at?" I said, "Well, I got down on Meridian Street. They head down here, you know. We've got this these three properties, and it's, you know, whatever." He says, "Really?" He goes, "Can I take a look at it?" He goes, are they for sale? I said, everything's for sale. So, he came down there, and literally that afternoon, those three properties, I sold it to whoever his investor gal was, and like you know, yeah, like three weeks later, it was done and gone off my portfolio, off the worry list. Wow, you know, and so, um, and I, I'm, and, you know, and I and I think we probably did well, you know. Oh, yeah. On it, you know, I definitely got my money back plus. You know, so, you know, we made a little money off it, got a little headspace on it, but it was my first introduction to trying to really throw some stuff out there and really talk mano a mano about money and talking to some, you know, here's, here's what I'm offering you, you know, and not going through the normal channels of like, you know, a real estate agent, you know, stuff like that. So that's, and that's kind of sort of where my start came to trying to talk to people and make deals, you know, or trying to.
0: If you don't mind, would you – because I love that. Would you tell us about the deal on the winery? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I'm excited about it because it, it started out as um, an interesting play on how am I going to come up with some money, right? But one of the big things was they had mentioned in the ad owner financing available, right? So obviously it means they're motivated, right? Well, why are they motivated, you know? So you go down there and you look and you kind of analyze things as best you can. And the real estate guy who had the listing was super nice guy, right? He was, he was, he wanted to get it sold. He know that these folks were in a position where they really needed to do something with this thing, right? Because it was it was in some disrepair with some things. Um, and it it was at a point where if you go too much longer, some of the stuff would be a little unsalvageable.
0: Mm.
1: Right. You know, and I and I know they had guys that came in there and offering them cash money. Um, and I know there was people that were going in there wanting to take the space and use it for something else. And the neighbors out there, it's out in the country, you know, and there's a few neighbors out there that were like, Oh, you know, so I mean, are they gonna build houses out here? Are they gonna, you know, build a a big restaurant or something? Are they gonna you know, tear all the vines down and do liquor out there. Or who knows what they're going to do, you know? But they had all these things going on out there. And, and, um, there was a little bit of a, of a caveat there because, um, the, the, the owners had passed on, you know? And, uh, the kids had, with them, they're our age kids, I say. They're, they're our age and, and they already got stuff going on and they're just wanting to, in our opinion, trying to just find the right buyer for it, you know? But I think there was a little bit of a, of a desire to keep it in a winery, you know, because that was the, the dad and the mom's dream out there, you know? So anyways, so we go in there and look at the, look at the property and I start throwing some numbers together and I think I landed on what I thought the property was worth. Okay. You know, it's worth what you're willing to pay for it, you know, you know, and I know a little bit about, you know, what ground is going for, you know, out there and, and it's 70 acres it's a big piece of ground, you know. It's only about a quarter of it. Not even that much.
2: As far as twelve percent of
1: it, ten percent of it's in vines. It's not a. It's not a lot, but it's not a small place. It's got a big commercial building on it. It's got all these things going on in there. All the equipment it needs. Um, um but it needed a lot, a lot of work, a lot of elbow grease, maybe years in the vineyard to get it up to shape, right? Mm. Um, And we've since then found out a few things that are going to cost us a little bit more, but it's okay. Um, So I kind of sort of thought about the deal, and I thought, you know, how how are we going to make this thing happen? What's going to be good for them and what they can get out of it, and what's going to be good for us, where I need to be, to make this whole thing, like, happen, Okay. Because you know, at the end of the day, I could I I, I ran the numbers and I showed Lori. I said, "Listen, if we take the money out of here, if I cash out the four hundred one k, pay the taxes, if we pull all the money out of all our credit cards and all this kind of stuff, I can come up with
0: the money for it." Right. So this episode went long because we were having fun. So we're going to end it here and going to pick it up from here on part two. Thanks for listening.